Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns post-game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, that's Salt Bookman, that's Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us shortly. But we are celebrating with some sexy sacks because not only did the Suns defeat the Spurs 115-94, but it's official. We've clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. The sacks is a little bit sexier when you know it comes with the playoff game. You love to see it. I'm, my mind is distracted right now. Because okay. I'm trying to see. Now, I, I should probably ask you guys because... Um, let me, I'm just waiting for this to ride out. It's such a sexy sex. So everybody online, because I I tweeted about the fact that campaign didn't play, uh-huh. and because he didn't play, I really had no logistic logistical shot at hitting my parlay ever. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, if somebody doesn't play because of injury, like they got injured in like the first like opening minutes of the game. They'll either give you that leg or they'll scrap your bet completely. Um, people online are saying if he didn't touch the court at all, then they'll you will still win your bet or they'll nix your bet completely. So I'm wondering. I, I didn't yeah, think I don't, that was the case. I don't think that's the case. Decision. If it's a DNP, that's not the case. If he's injured before the game starts, no, sometimes, that's the case. Sometimes, sometimes like – uh, like they'll like a player will start the game and like within the first minute he gets hurt and they'll give that back to him, like they'll give that back to you because it it's really, like it's not even a fair shot. Yeah, it, it just really depends, and then it also might take a minute for um, the sports book to actually load that. But if the player does not touch the court, one hundred percent your bet gets voided. That and if it's in a parlay, that leg will get voided and your odds will adjust. It really just depends. Well, didn't you use one of the bonus bets from PHNX on that one? Yeah, I did. But what, well, what I, is what it I, saying for you? What I'm saying, well, right now it's still it's still TBD. Okay. So my question to you is, is based on if they know that that part of the bet and they adjust the odds, do I still win? 
It, I don't know. This but is when it all gets so complicated. I think it's it really funny that we literally started the show and that's what you want to talk about off the top. That's all I care not the about. fact yeah. that the Sun just quit playoff spot. Not the fact that they're seven and zero with Let's Kevin Durant. Or that the, the Sun just whooped the Spurs ass. Like we can we can get back to that. Well, we all kind of knew Let they were going to whip the Spurs ass. Yeah, Let, but like this, this is a bigger moment than a bet. So I'm yeah, sorry. Let, let me put this is with the chat. Yes. Nobody gives a fuck about your bet right now. The Suns are in the playoffs. They're so the people bet the same thing. I bet I know Jay did I and I appreciate that and I think we will visit that at some point okay. in time in the right. show and hopefully by that point bet MGM will have updated it on your app so that we can go based on what they say basically but I just think that maybe we should be excited that like yeah we knew we were going to be in the playoffs but it's officially official how far- and like we can't take this for granted y'all I mean to me if the, remember two years ago when they hadn't been in the playoffs in eleven years and what it was like to clinch? Yeah, and now I, I mean we saw what what Sacramento and their fans went through in clinching the other day, and now we're just like, yeah, okay, you're in. <laughs> it's just another night. On to the next thing. What 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 else we got going? Like, well, we. I mean, I, Listen, I'm, I I don't take it for granted, especially <laughs> not earlier in the season where things were looking a little. I mean, not that we were going to miss the playoffs, but shit, we were really talking about the play-in at that point. Like, shit, are we going to be okay? Are we going to make the playoffs? Are we going to are we going to make the play-in? Um, and so it's it's a significant turnaround in such a small amount of time. So it's it, it, I don't take it for granted whatsoever because we have. I mean, how can you take anything for granted when you never won anything? Uh, I just it's cool to be in the playoffs. It really is. I, there is, I feel like I killed the vibe at the beginning of the yeah, show. Yeah. I mean, I'm I just, I, I, I'm sorry, I know, guys. I know but what I'm saying is the Suns are in the I, motherfucking I playoffs. That's I huge. That's big time. Let's go. Yeah, I got, I got a way to bring this back. We got something <laughs> that we can do right here, right now, to up the vibes. Are you two ready? Sure. Are you Emma, ready? Are you ready? Yeah, but I think Let, I, wait, wait. I think I need a little something. You need a little something. something? I need a little something. Oh, here oh we okay. Go. I need well, a little something. Okay. This is what you've all been waiting for because this. Is what we call the turnaround. Hit it, Emma. Oh, A new shirt. <laughs> Let's go. Slim Valley Reaper, baby. That is sexy. Look at that. Our first turquoise shirt in the PHNX family is here. Let's go. And guess Ooh. what? If you order it, it'll be here in time for playoffs, baby. Ooh, I like that too. This is really nice. I actually. I love this silhouette of the Slim Valley Reaper. I love everything about it. I love the design and the way that the, whatchamacallit the thing, yeah, sickle is a basketball hoop. I love that. It's pretty sweet. You guys got to get your hands on that. And Espo said it, he'll be here by playoffs, which is pretty oh, yeah. dope. You can find it today at phnxlocker.com. Pick yours up right now. Don't forget, if you are a diehard, you do get discount on merch. If you want to sign up to become a diehard, you can get a shirt of your choice for free upon signing up. That could be this one. Let's go. That could I mean, be this get one. yours now. Listen, like we the cool thing about what's about to happen is is I I have a feeling that we're going to start pumping out a lot of cool shirts here um in the short term. So, you know, hey, let's celebrate. Let's have a good time and remember uh wearing merch that represents your team is the best merch of all so it do it is. Yes. granted i'm wearing a purple rain shirt so it's whatever you can you mix never, it up you never know purple rain r-e-g-i-n 
R-E-I-G-N. R-E-I-G-N. Yeah. Thank you. Spelling it. Rigna. You can have shirts that are misspelled if I'm handling them. Uh, you know, that purple rain in the other way could be a shirt that we have soon, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eli said, I'm getting that shirt for sure. My favorite so far. Thanks, Eli. Brendan said, that's a cool shirt. Chris said, that's phenomenal. There you go, you guys. You got to check it out. phnxlocker.com. All right. Let's dive into this game. Espo, what's in the box? Yeah, it's also, it's not a sickle. It's a Skype. Skype? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that thing. Mm, Y'all knew what I was talking about anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're going with one man in the chat. We can look it up. Uh, What's in the box? Let's get there, Emma. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What the box is an ass whooping of Greg Popovich and the Spurs? It's a 115 or 94 victory for your Phoenix Suns. And field goal percentage tells a huge part of the story as the Sun shot 48.3% from the field. And the lowly Spurs only shot 30. Is that 36 or 38? 38.9%. Got to clean the glasses here. Uh, <laughs> and the rebounds, another big reason why the Suns dominated tonight 57 rebounds for your Suns. 38 for the Spurs, and points in the paint were very similar to the rebounds. 52 for your sons, 38 for the Spurs. And that's how you get a 115-94 victory here in the Valley. All around, a pretty solid butt whooping from the Suns. I will say there was a little bit of slippage in the third quarter. Again, Yeah, seems to be just the every day. It's shrinkage. Every it's day, third right quarter. Now, so. Seems to be a thing. But outside of that, it was a solid performance um, from the Suns in this one. What stood out to you guys? Uh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker's aggressiveness and DA's aggressiveness tonight. DA did not hold back. Um, I thought he played very aggressively on the on the offensive side. That's the DA that everybody wants to see in the playoffs. He got mm-hmm. to the free throw line seven times tonight which is like two and a half times, three times more than he usually does. Yeah. Uh, he talked about it in the post game with with Tom and Tom um, and Sophie. And, uh, you know, basically he says that everybody's been telling him to get more aggressive. And he should. He has he has the game to be able to dominate inside if he just so chooses. Um, every now and then you're going to have a, miss, uh, a mishap. But I loved his, his aggressiveness. I love Devin Booker's aggressiveness. Um, if KD has the scythe, Skyth, whatever we say it. Um, then Devin Booker has the sickle, as you guys say. And the def- the difference is uh, one has a rounded and a shorter handle, which is the sickle. Ah, that's and the Skyth is the long, yeah, the long with the pointed edge. So there correct. you go. So the Skyth and the sickle. Wrong. Maybe that's the new thing. The Skyth and the sickle. There you go. <laughs> that's their nickname. I like that. I'll take it's it. It's actually not terrible. I mean, <laughs> look, I, what I love tonight, the big four in general. All of them were in double figures early in this game. Uh, they came through, uh, Katie with 18, DA with 19, Chris Paul with 22, Devin Booker with 27. If those four guys are going, you're going to win like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, we, everybody's concerned about the bench or who's the fifth starter. Well, guess what? If your big four are cooking, none of the rest is going to matter. And tonight was the first time where all four of them got it going on the same night. And it was nice to watch. Yeah, I was surprised that Chris Paul only had three assists. I was too, but he was shooting. Um, he was shooting. He was shooting, a, was lot, shooting yeah. a lot, which was also surprising and a good sign. Now, some people will say, "Oh, well, Chris Paul only does this type of stuff against or bad teams or when we don't really need it." 
But I don't know that I buy into that entirely. And I do think this is a good sign of Chris Paul maybe being able to ramp things up heading into the playoffs. Yeah. I think him, if you, whatever you want to call it, for lack of a better word, taking it easy, quote-unquote load managing throughout a game, throughout the regular season, Chris Paul might have actually played out well for us. Listen, if 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 he really was kind of rope-a-doping this whole season and he's going to turn it on and he's going to play at this kind of level – throughout the remainder of the season and the playoffs, I, I'm here for it. I'm mm -hmm. cool with that. Like, I like the way he was aggressive tonight. I think he needs to be aggressive. I think if the Suns are going to win a championship, Chris Paul is going to have to be at least three quarters of what Chris Paul used to be, scoring-wise. Um, and so I, I, I think I think tonight's performance was kind of like him kind of telling himself, like, hey, it's time to turn it on because we got three games left in this season after tonight, and it's, it's go time now. You got... Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers to end the season, and each one of those games is pretty valuable. I mean, the Suns can pretty much wrap up the four seed on Thursday, if I did my math correct. Uh, but what they can do in the in the remaining games against the Lakers and Clippers is in part control their own destiny as to who they're facing. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, they can kind of determine that because it's Lakers, Clippers, Warriors right now all basically knotted up uh, unless the Warriors close out their game tonight, then I believe there'll be a half game up on both the Lakers and the Clippers. But all three of those teams are right in the mix. You're playing two of them. So you can you can almost hand select who you want if you so choose to go that way. Uh, but what I liked about Chris Paul is this is a reminder of the entire NBA. If you leave me open during any of these matchups, there's a good chance you're going to get burned. And he seems to be the guy that they're likely going to uh, leave open if you're focusing on KD, Book, and and Aiton down low. CP3 is going to have opportunities. And a night like tonight keeps them honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the very least, keeps teams honest because they know he can still do it. Uh, 9 of 14, 4 of 6 from 3. That 4 of 6 was huge and helped them get out to that uh, to that big lead early. I mean, they were up by as many as 31 in this one in large part because of those threes early. So, uh, look, I, I hope he's been playing possum. How unbelievable would that be if this was the greatest psychological FU in sports <laughs> history and Chris Paul comes out in the playoffs and is like, yeah, y'all thought I was washed. Well, screw you. I'm getting my ring. I mean, would there be any other player in NBA history who would be as calculated as Chris Paul to pull something like that off? No. If like, there are some others guy. that you'd be like, it wouldn't surprise me. But if you were like, who's the guy? It's Chris Paul who would do something like mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. He's the he's the kind of guy that would. And I'm all for it because it's, it's low-key spiteful almost to, to think <laughs> that he was just like, He's like, y'all been calling me Wash all year. Yeah. Just wait and see. Yeah. Just wait I, and see. I knew see. this was always here. So. <laughs> also, the the three-point shooting for him tonight, the four of six, sometimes, you know, you just have a really good night and it continues on. It's contagious mm -hmm. for you, you know? And I know that's been something that's been talked about a lot with Chris Paul coming up a little bit short yeah. on those shots a lot this season. So hopefully this is the start. I mean, he has been playing pretty well as of late, Chris Paul, but – this game was a, another level, and hopefully this is just the start of him kind of taking off into that playoff mode. Uh, yeah. Devin Booker, headband book again. I want to know what you guys think is going on with the book. I have the theory, and I think he just has a really bad haircut. I think somebody screwed up his hair, 
And he's like, I got to put on a headband for a few days because this is not it. DA said he just likes to change things up every now and then. I don't believe that. Which leads me to believe there's something behind why he's wearing it. If a teammate's coming out and being like, no, no, no. He likes to just change it up. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I could buy into the bad haircut idea. You know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he cut himself somehow. I there there's a million things. Maybe he's debuting a B legendary face tattoo. If for he the got playoffs. a face tattoo, I would lose my maybe mind. Maybe he got a giant ass pimple on his head. Well, I mean, that. it could be. It very yeah. well could be. But I think it's a bad haircut. <laughs> I don't think it's any of those. What do you think it is? You don't have anything to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. But I don't think it's any of those. Emma's like, I, I don't like, know, but it's not that. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I hate all your ideas. <laughs> no, because like, I don't know. Personally, like, we see bad haircuts on the court all the time. We He's also not going bald, Howard. Amelia said his hair wasn't cut last game. I guess I didn't look too closely at his hairline last game, but it looked like tonight it could have potentially had a little bit of a fresh cut underneath. Hold on. I don't now. know. Wait, you're you're Devin freaking Booker. Somebody will come to the arena or the practice facility and cut your hair. Like, yeah. that's not that that tough of a thing to rectify, right? Well, maybe. So, that's why, like, he has he has all these, like, capabilities. Words He's are got hard. access to yes. all the things. Yes. yes, I get it. Yeah, words are hard. Sorry. Um, no, but I understand that. But barbers screw up sometimes. You put on the wrong, what, number thingy? What is it called? Yeah, guard. Yes, thank you. I don't know what it is. Look at my hair. Do I look like I would know what that would be? Okay. You put on the wrong guard, and all of a sudden, it's way shorter than you expected, and then you got to commit to it, and then you just got to let it grow out. I do think it's funny that you knew it was a number, but you didn't know what it was called. Well, I know bits and pieces. (laughs) Maybe he's just sweating a lot lately and didn't want sweat in his eyes. I don't know. Maybe. I just wanted to see if you guys had any theories. But I still okay. think it's a B legendary tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> I no, I have a theory now. It's a really bad theory, but I do have a theory. Oh now. boy! Thanks. We awesome. look forward to this. <laughs> I can't wait. Go I can't ahead. wait to hear this uh, non-hyped up theory you have. I hate all of you guys. Anyway, uh, you know how he had a song made about him, Bad Bunny. He mm-hmm. had a couple of verses. What if he just wants like his name to be out there, but not in that way? Give someone, give people like something else to talk about. Because everyone and their mother is talking about fucking headband book. Here, but not across the country. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Nobody cares if Devin Booker wears a headband outside of Phoenix. Why the fuck do we? Because we're a Suns fans. Because okay. we're but We're obsessed with this team and that guy. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, I don't that. understand. You guys are weird. Y'all are weird. It's just a headband. Uh, we did get a super chat from Espo's Burner. Thank you. Appreciate you. Said four more wins in a row till it's hug time between Saul and Espo. We are mm. looking for 10 in a row. We are at six. This is going to be like the most anticlimactic thing ever. It really oh, is. they hugged. All right. They're going to win the last three games of the season, and then they're going to win game one of the playoffs, and now that's supposed to be the big deal. Like, it's not going to happen. I think the Suns are going to probably throw that last game of the season against the Clippers. We, so we could uh, we could make it interesting and do it like Scrubs and do Eagle. You remember that from that show? I do not. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Scrubs. Donald Faison holds uh, Zach Braff up and spins him around. It's, uh, <laughs> so like the Dirty Dancing yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, I, I see. Um, I think you see us two chubbers trying to do that. I didn't. It was not my suggestion. My suggestion was like, if you guys just lean into it and you make it a big grand gesture, it will hit like watching two hippos pick each other up. 
It's not happening. Lord have mercy. Well, okay, <laughs> if it happens, we'll save it for the last segment of the show. We'll do build up. There'll be music. It'll be a whole production. I will try to I will try to pick up Espo, <laughs> and then you will have to call the ambulance afterwards because <laughs> I'm not strong. Oh anymore. my goodness gracious! All right, uh, so you wanted to talk about campaign because the there is a rumor or there's just questions about his health after this game. Obviously, campaign was a DNP tonight. He was the only person on the Suns team who did not see any minutes in this one because. Monty cleared the bench at the end of the game. Even Saban Lee saw playing time in this one. Do you guys think he's hurt? Bet aside, first and foremost, do you honestly think he's hurt? No. Why? I think Monty is experimenting right now. He's playing mad scientist with his lineups, and Kane I, just happened to be the guy that was out of the out of the out of the loop. Tonight, out of the rotation. I would normally agree with you if I did not watch that last three minutes and him empty the bench completely. So, but why if if you've told Cammy shut down for the game because you're going to experiment with the lineup, you don't want to then throw him in, in in a meaningless two minutes where he's been cold all game. You don't care if save. I mean, I hate to say it this crassly, but you don't care if Saban Lee gets hurt. Because he's not going to be on your playoff roster anyways. So him coming in cold doesn't really mean a whole lot to you. Campaign being the backup point guard, I don't care how little he plays, plays a vital role. So I, I think there's there's no way Campaign was not hurt tonight. I just can't see that. Well, according to Monty and our very own Gerald Borgay, he tweeted out, I asked Monty Williams about Campaign, and he said he's fine health-wise. The Suns are just continuing to mix and match and try different things before the playoffs. I'll post his full quote on here in a bit. So Gerald will have more for us, and he'll be joining us again later in the show. So stay tuned for that, and he'll really be able cool to give us more context. If you give us a heads up next time, there, money. Hey, we're gonna hold campaign out tonight. Just. But when when does money ever do that? I don't know, man. But he's screwing my money. I, I get don't appreciate that. that. <laughs> but I also think that that kind of comes with the territory of putting a a bench guy in your same game parlay. So is my bet, my bet was day? officially canceled just so we all so know. So you keep your 10 bucks. So I kept my 10 bucks is. So what, is that yeah. what we're going with? Well, yeah. wait, mean, so they didn't even. No, nope. They, they didn't even adjust it. The they didn't even adjust it. They just canceled the bet. Yeah. So huh. is that what we're going yeah, with? That's the, I mean, what else would we do? I don't know. Okay. I just lose my 10 bucks. Fuck you. Saul. Yeah. <laughs> If yeah, we, of course, Lee. No. Like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I'll extend that lead. No, the, it's two. It's two on one here. He's keeping his ten. Bucks. Thank you. I appreciate I'm just that. Kidding. I'm glad some people have a little decency and I'm them still left. Just Espo. kidding. Calm down. You need everything you can have to bet all of it on Sunday. Y'all are so dramatic. Look at you, emotional. I'm not emotional about this. Y'all know where that one's from? No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't care. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant tweeted it. I am emotional. <laughs> I want one of us not named Lindsay to win this stupid thing. I had every. I felt so good because they were on a roll. I was like, oh man, all my bets are going to hit. <sighs> well, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you, but you get to keep your 10 bucks. So, with that being said, Emma, let's see what the standings look like. I can do the math. It's $10. I fixed it. Oh, you yeah, fixed it already? Yeah. Well, look at you being so fast. So Saul keeps his 10 bucks, so he's still at $256.63. 
I hit my bet. Granted, it was only like 15 bucks, but still a win is a win. I'm at 316.80. Espo lost his, so now he's at 184.50. God, I feel like I just kissed my sister. <laughs> fucking what? I didn't do shit tonight. Nothing happened. Like, I didn't move. I felt like I just tied. Is that a normal yes. saying? Yes, it, it really a tie is. is They're like kissing your millennial. Sister. Yes, yes. It is a saying. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that one. I mean, I never heard it was a good saying. It's not a great thing. It's just like. I hate that one. Yes. Emma and I. We need to brainstorm another one. Like, uh, (laughs) guys. All in favor of eliminating that one from the vocabulary, you say, I. I. It's like kissing your co host. It's just awkward. Stop. Lord have no. mercy. Land the plane. I feel very confident saying that's never Land ever going to happen with anybody on this show. If they win four hundred in a row, <laughs> <laughs> the Suns on an all-time five-year heater. <laughs> so anyway, uh, speaking of bets, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do and use the bonus code PHNX, and you will get two hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app, sign up using that bonus code PHNX, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least 10 bucks on any market at standard odds price, and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you're using bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Okay. Pet MGM. It's, it's not like kissing your sister. It's like kissing your crush. Uh, yeah. Uh, Charles Coulter said, LOL, Saul going to have to be put in HR training for new age sayings. It's not my fault these kids don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bro. It's not our fault that these old age sayings are cringeworthy. <laughs> I was like, old. do we want to know what you're talking about? I though? feel like Emma just said, oh, I, I hate your old man words. <laughs> That's in general, though. That's not I, just our just saying. True. Yeah, true. you know, I feel like I just need, I just need to go home and take a sleepy time gummy from our friends over at OGs, so I can just pass out completely and not think about how this show and all the weird things that have already been said in checks notes. Twenty five minutes in. Uh, if you guys are looking for a good night's rest, might I recommend our friends over at OGs Brands? The Sleep Edition gummies are. Live and active, they've got, uh, what is it, a, I think it's a two-to-one, yes, it's a two-to-one ratio CBN to THC, so it's the compound, CBN is the compound that specifically helps with rest and relax state, relaxation, falling and staying asleep, so if you are in the market for some scratch-made THC gummies, check out our friends over at OG's, you can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Uh, we do have a little bit of unfortunate news tonight. What's that? So this was brought up in the pregame. <laughs> I guess. I mean, we have to break it. I, we broke I, the original news on I, this I program. Guess, I guess the the, the Wait, good let vibes. Get, let me get some sad music going. Yes, keep please. going. Keep going. Keep going. You're good. You're good. Okay. So I guess the the 
the good times are now over with. <laughs> it's all over. Hello and Emma was a short-lived yeah. internet romance that has now gone fizzled. Uh, Helma is no more. Yeah. R.I.P. It's all over. It's all over. Apparently, uh, according to Hello, uh, God told him it was just not meant to be. So it was time to yeah. uh, amicably move on. God told Hello that it, it could not be an angel anymore if it married Emma. And that was why this is over. So uh, two days worth of engagement, uh, a lifetime of heartbreak. Uh, we're sorry to both of you, but I wasn't invited anyway, so I'm not that hurt by the whole thing. Yeah. 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 So, Emma, do you, do you have anything to say about any of this? Um, I'm very, very grateful that this is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not treated correctly. Hello. Mistreated me. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Wow. What? Wow. Now wow. coming in my piping hot. Dark. Coming in my chat and spreading false rumors. <laughs> oh, Your chat. No. Jeremy oh. says, if hello and Emma can't work, what hope is there for any There's of There's no us? hope for anyone, guys. Ryan oh says, gosh. love is dead. Facts. Wow. Fuck okay. love. But, yeah. That's all I got to say. Damn. Glad Ooh, it's over. A little aggressive. Shall we turn this around and hand out some flowers? Oh, hello. Okay. Wedding flowers? Note? Oh. <laughs> is it the bouquet? Yeah. <laughs> Let's toss that just bouquet toss in. the bouquet and see who, who it lands with. They ain't going to use it. We might as well. <laughs> Tonight, we have the flower <laughs> crown designated to the one and only Al McCoy. Hey. We got to hear Al McCoy in the second quarter of tonight's game doing the play-by-play -play coverage for the Suns. He's been the voice of the Phoenix Suns for 51 seasons. He is a staple in many homes. So many people grew up listening to Al McCoy. It was just it was really cool. We got a Shazam tonight we did like oh, Devin. it was just really neat that Chris the Paul. sons were able to make Chris, this happen too? yeah um you know one thing i will say because i know you guys you know have a, a good relationship with al i've met al on on multiple occasions once when i was working at bally's uh to have him do a voiceover for uh the sons making it into the finals and um i just i always go back to when i was a little kid really getting into the game for the first time and watching Portland versus the Suns in the in the Western Conference Finals and Al McCoy doing the play-by-play. -play. And it was just the most amazing thing. His voice just, it, it sank into your soul because of the way he could just be so uh, descriptive about everything that was going on and the, and, the, and the tempo by which you do it. They don't make guys like that or people like that anymore. Like there's a few great ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but Al McCoy comes from that older generation, the Vince Scully generation, the Chick Hearn generation, um, that just had a different way about them when they were calling a game. And it's, it's beautiful. It's poetic. Um, and gravitas there, there, it, is, there is, there mm is, -hmm. and there's a certain, uh, regalness about the way they do this. And, I mean, it was just so fucking awesome to listen to him tonight. It took me, it took me back thirty years. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, I got oddly emotional about it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there was actually one point where we were sitting up there that I got a little teary eyed about it because it very much was my childhood. Just you know, sitting there either watching him on uh, 
on channel 45 with uh, you know the late great cotton fitzsimmons or listening to him while i was laying in my bed when the games are on cable and we didn't have cable at my house so i would go you know <coughs> lay in my room and listen to al mccoy call the game and he would paint this picture for me and really he's the reason i i'm sitting here he's the reason uh, I have a basketball fandom because he painted such an eloquent picture. And I realized very early on, surprise, surprise, I wasn't going to be an athlete. But Al opened my eyes to there were many other things you could do to be involved in the game. And I met him numerous times uh, before I worked for the team. I got the chance to write a, a really nice feature on his book, when I came out and he was gracious enough to give me 20, 30 minutes of an interview. And then after it came out, and I've told this story, he called and left me a, a voicemail thanking me, some no name writing in some random ass magazine out here, uh, thanking me for writing the piece about him and the book and then getting the chance to, um, you know, be a part of his broadcast meant more than, I could ever put to words here, right? Uh, it was it was a true honor and a pleasure and a privilege to call uh, him a coworker in that way and to talk to him on a regular basis, to get to know his humor off the air uh, and get to know the man. Uh, you know, I'll never forget the first time I heard Al McCoy curse. It was almost a, <laughs> uh, a holy experience for me. Because it was like, oh, my God, this man that I've heard all my life knows the F word. You know, like it's it's like when you hear your parent or a teacher curse for the first time. Yeah, there's something special about it, awkwardly enough. So, uh, look, it's, it's not goodbye. There's still a handful more games. I'm glad that, uh, you know, Bob Adlock and Dan Siegman and the whole crew over there gave Al a chance to do another quarter of TV. And for me, this comes down to one thing. The Suns need to win one for Al. They need to go out there and win it for Al because the only way you can end a 51-year career with the perfect storybook chapter to end it is if Al McCoy gets to call the Suns being champions in the NBA. He's got to call the three finals they've been in, 76, 93, and 2021. And it, I, they need to bookend this with with him calling uh, their first title. Otherwise, it, it won't be fitting. It won't feel right if he's not the guy that that calls that. So uh, we'll I'll have a whole video piece for Al here uh, before the playoffs. But I wanted to take a few moments there and thank you for letting me kind of blather on about it. Uh, it, it he's. He's an important figure in, in my life and in this career. So. Yeah, I mean, he's an important figure in in the lives of many Suns fans. Like, so many Suns fans grew up and truly, like, fell in love with the game through the voice of Al McCoy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was listening to it or watching it, depending on when you started paying attention to Suns games with Al. But it's it's special. And it's not often, especially these days, like Al's generation is an old school generation that you had that type of longevity with mm -hmm. a specific team, right? You don't see that as much these days. Like sometimes, but not in that sense. You know, it's just 
It seems like it's not as commonplace anymore. So it's special to have somebody who's been a part of your franchise for 51 years. Those guys um, created the catchphrase. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we we hear, I mean, we joke around. I love you, Kevin Ray, um, but we joke around with the word boom a lot <laughs> when we're watching these games because yeah. uh, there's a lot of them. And uh, I mean, Al was the one that said, my favorite was always, and I don't really hear it as much, but zing go the strings. Um, you know, me, for me playing on a Nerf hoop, I would say those sayings all the time thinking <laughs> I was hitting game winners with nobody around. Like that was just something we all did. Like we, we harnessed his spirit uh, because of the things that we thought were so clever that he was saying. So again, just uh, it was so phenomenal. And we, we got to give a shout out to that, to that production crew, um, people over at, at the Suns and Bally's for, for coordinating that and making that happen. Cause I'm sure it's not an easy thing to pull off, but they made it happen for, for the television viewers that don't get an opportunity to listen to him while they're watching the game simultaneously. So shout out to them. Yeah. yeah. The, Al always says at the end of each of his broadcasts, goodbye for now. And I can't imagine what it's going to feel like when it's just, goodbye Ugh. here in a handful of uh stop you know, doing months. that espo god damn it well, that that's i just don't want i don't want to cry okay <laughs> stop yeah well hopefully it's game six of the nba finals they've wrapped up the title and it's goodbye and hello to the larry o'brien trophy you know? yeah uh at least that'll be a parting gift in some way there's some really cool little nuggets in the chat about Al. Aaron said, transported me back to my childhood bedroom that I shared with my brother. Both of us glued to the game on UPN 45. Uh, and then there's Ryan said they had to describe the game through radio. He is great at transmitting the game through your speakers. And then Kyle said you could always hear the joy in his voice. You can tell he loved every single game. AZ card says Al McCoy announcing a Suns game on TV was pretty special. I mean, it was just really neat. It was it was a, a great gesture by the Suns, and I'm really glad that we all got to have that together. You know, one of the first things um, I I'm not gonna lie when I first um, you know kind of came back to the Valley and and really um, watched the Suns a lot more. Um, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, I knew everybody was in love with Devin Booker and I liked Devin Booker. He was a good player, but I didn't understand why everybody was so like all or nothing with Devin at first, um, even in his first couple years. And one of the things that always sticks out to me as to why people probably feel like that, or at least one of the reasons why they feel like that is because even when Devin Booker was in his early years and Al McCoy was going through his retirement or his, his uh, ring, of ring, of ring of honor ceremony, he ha- he wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see what it was like when a legend goes up into the rafters. Mm-hmm. And for Devin Booker at that young of an age to recognize that and want to be a part of that and soak that all in tells you everything you need to know about Devin Booker. One of the things about Kobe Bryant that people don't talk enough about is his um, his thirst to know everything about the game and his appreciation for every single person to contribute to it. And it's phenomenal. It's beauty. It's what it's why basketball and this sport is so tremendous. Because when you have people like that that appreciate the small little things that go on on a day-to-day basis in the NBA or in basketball in general, and they really appreciate it, it speaks volumes. And Devin Booker is of that cloth. Yeah, well, to that point, Al went into the Ring of Honor 
the year after I had left the team and we had fought really hard to get him in there. I told the story about how uh, the disgraced former owner was like, why the hell do I need to put him in a ring of honor? He's got a media room named after him. And we fought and fought on fought on that. And, and the year after I left, they, they finally got him in and I went out there uh, and was lucky enough to be in the building. And John Bloom uh, let me actually sit in his seat on radio row because he had to go out on the court with it. So I'm sitting there and book was actually standing, you know, I'm two rows back and book was standing right there watching the entire ceremony and, and, and locked in on that. And that was, that was a cool moment to see you, you know, he has a lot of respect for Al when they won the mm -hmm. franchise record setting win. He gave this Jersey, signed it, gave it to Al. Like, I love that. It's one legend in Al who really is the all-time great Phoenix Sun. I mean, I know you want to say it's a guy on the court, but it's Al. He's been the soundtrack of almost every moment in this franchise. And Book recognizing that uh, and that, you know, it's that real recognized, real kind of thing. Uh, that, that's kind of a passing of the torture. I think Book becomes that guy in part and Al's kind of handing that handing that off to him, and uh, yeah, I did not think I was gonna get emotional, but I'm uh, I'm actually emotional. But uh, yeah, they gotta win it for Al. It yeah. just comes down to that. I mean, it would be the icing on the cake. It would be the cherry on top. That's for sure. So hopefully we can get it done. Hopefully we can hopefully. get it done. No. Uh, no great transition here because I don't know how you transition out of talking about one of the greatest to call a game for the Suns, but I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Spaghetti Shack because Spaghetti Shack <laughs> because is I great. love spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. It's such a weird transition, and you I don't know how to make it better. You didn't use your question. Hey, did you ever see Al eat spaghetti in the media I mean, room I should have over there? I guarantee you the spaghetti in the media room is not as good at the spaghetti at Spaghetti Shack. No, I can promise you that. That's an understatement. A hundred percent of the time I would pick Spaghetti Shack over the media room spaghetti. So Spaghetti Shack is a community focused to go pasta concept that started right here in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. They are committed to serving Tempe and Queen Creek and they hope to come to a neighborhood near you as soon. So check them out if you are looking for... Jerry Thomas has it for you. What, what a, a shot. shot! What a meatball! <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. Kev's like, oh man, that was so rough. What do you want me to do, Kev? What do you want me to do? Like, damn. I don't... Like, what do you want You want to, to talk do? about an all-time great with pasta? My goodness. There's, you see, there's other ways to do this. He said, if I was her, I would have wanted to die in that moment. Okay, dramatic. A little too much. Let's be honest. Kev, come on. Anyway, Spaghetti Shack is fantastic. They've got spaghetti. They've got meatballs. They've got garlic bread and a few other fan favorites. This is how you know Lindsay is pure. Because she doesn't, she doesn't lie to you. She doesn't, she doesn't know if it's Al's favorite meal, so she's not going to say it's Al's favorite meal, yeah, even though it would have been you, a beautiful segue. D, I'm not going to lie to you. You could have went with, boom, goes the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> there goes another meatball. <laughs> Although, Somebody stole Booker's garlic bread. <laughs> it made you laugh, didn't it? So you're welcome, okay? I'll check that up as a win. Oh, mama mia. <laughs> All right. All right, so Thursday, 
We are going to be out at the Suns game as they take on the Denver Nuggets. Our takeover already sold out. So you can't get tickets to join our outing, but you can get tickets to still come to the game if you use the Game Time website. And you can also potentially save up to 60% on those tickets when you buy them last minute. So I would check that out tomorrow and maybe even Thursday morning to compare prices. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. But there are only three regular season games left. So if you are trying to get in to see the Suns before the playoffs start, you only got three more chances. You got Denver, you got the Lakers, and you got the Clippers. Uh, the Lakers is on the road. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dang, that is right. Well, you can, yeah, you can use game time to see him on the road. It works everywhere. But you got two here in Phoenix and then one on the road in LA. But check it out. Game time, <laughs> save up to 60% on tickets. Again, the link is in the description of the show, whether you're on YouTube or whatever podcast platform you listen on. When the moon hits it's your eye <laughs> like a big pizza pie, that's a shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Well, you know what? We are, we are There's very, no easy way to transition we're, from this. We're, we're really looking forward uh to hanging out with everybody, by the way, at the takeover. Uh you will see us in the arena because we will all be wearing the same exact shirt. So really? uh yeah, we're all wearing this the Valley Sicko shirt. What? I better go clean that one so I have it for Thursday. Yeah, go wipe all the spaghetti <laughs> sauce off of it. So that's yeah. a dirty t-shirt. <laughs> Oh my goodness. As well, you said you had something planned for us. What Actually, you got? Emma, do you have the photo that I gave you? Did you do that? Um, The one that you, I have in front of me yeah. or the ones that you sent the, me? Well, I know you have the ones I sent you, but did you? I get, can get that in like This two is very seconds. well planned okay, out, yeah. by Well, the way. I had given her a photo, but we did. Well, you just handed me a photo. Yeah. We, we work in a media <laughs> company, big dog. Like put it on a SD card or something. I said, anyways, so I do have something for you. I'm compelling. It's really good when we do the production meeting in the, in the show. That This is my <laughs> fault. Fantastic. It's not Emma's. Let me make that Give clear. Give me two seconds. I'm married. Uh, she's here. Uh, but I do have something. We were talking about head game, headbands <laughs> in the pregame, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a really embarrassing headband photo mm -hmm. that I want to share you with go. you guys. Here it is. It's me. Uh, yes, that's half the size of me, but this was back my final year playing NBA 2K with Devin, rookie Devin Booker in our hotel room. And I came out in full headband and armbands. And, that's uh, hilarious. And yeah, that was like it. you got the wrist sweatbands uh -huh. oh, yeah. too. Why, why are you wearing all that? Uh, because we were playing NBA 2K. He was trying to get I, into character. I, and I was supposed to have a Devin Booker jersey that we couldn't get to me in time from. A Jay Gaspar, the equipment manager. So I just wore the headband <laughs> and stuff and, uh, and had some fun with it. So you didn't have me in your little quiz in pregame, but I thought I'd share. Oh, you should have. That. that would have been funny. But there is a there is a trend going on on the internet, right? Uh, is there? Yes. What is, is it? it? Headbanding? Yes. No, it's not headbanding. We could st <laughs> we could start that though. Uh, but you know, Connor wants to know what the score was in that NBA 2K game. No, Espo guaranteed got by his ass whooped. Yeah, hundred percent. It was bad. Espo loses by seventy five in just about yeah, every video I suck game. At video games. <laughs> Unless it's NBA GM, I can play that. Anyways, there's a trend going on uh, right now online. We saw it a lot today, and I thought, well, what if, uh, what if 
Sun's world was part of this, right? What what if it Sun's world was part of it? And Emma, we have these uh these images. So let's uh let's throw up the do first I, one there. Do uh, I get to pick any the order. order? It doesn't matter. What's let's, going on? Okay, I'm gonna up. start. I'm gonna start with with our uh, our lovely friend. Which love? Oh, oh, Jock Landell. Did you see this? The whole yes, the whole Barbie, the Barbie thing. thing. Uh-huh. So we've got uh, Jock Landell, and it says this Ken is a. And it blanked out dickhead, but he put it in the creator. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of asterisks. Okay. I don't didn't say that right, but you know what I meant. Uh, we can go with uh, with girth next if you want. Yeah, you what's know, he got? We go girth. Uh, it says this Ken is girthy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's one for Lindsay. Should oh, we check out oh Lindsay's? Boy. Uh, this Barbie is a really, really a cat lady at heart. That's facts. So that's facts. That uh, is facts. Oh, I didn't do Saul. Oops, I forgot Saul. I must not have transferred that. Uh, we can look at Devin Booker here. This Ken is legendary. These, yes. are, these aren't as funny as they could have been. Uh, we go CP3 next. This Ken is old. There's no. <laughs> Why are you going to do I mean, it like that? Well? Right? Uh, no. we, can, we can go with our friend uh, Katie. Uh, this Ken is a Slim Valley Reaper. Yes. A little self-promotion then. He and is. then uh, we can go with mine last, I guess. Uh, Emma, we can pull this up. Uh, this Ken is a complete and utter jinx. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's all we got. It, it is often. It wasn't the, uh, the greatest. And I realize audio that really just sucks. So go to our YouTube page. <laughs> check it out. All right. Um, I believe we have a guest joining us. We now. do. Emma, let's go. In the darkness. Beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Earth! Hi, Gerald. How are you? Uh-oh. Gotta no. unmute him, Emma. Adio. No. Girthy. Adio. No. Adio. It's okay. We just had to unmute him. Yeah, we can hear you now. There we go. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm good. I could have been really, really good, but campaign didn't play tonight, Girth. Why not? Yeah, so I actually asked Monty about this after the game, um, and he was saying, no, he's fine. It was just a decision that we made to try and get a little bit more size with this particular matchup to get Book to handle the ball a little bit more um, and to give Shamit some reps there, try a couple of things, mix and, mix and match, which is what I've been telling people to expect down the stretch um it was kind of strange for campaign to be a healthy scratch and i'm very sorry about what it did to your bet um but i think this is what we're going to see from the suns down the stretch of the regular season we're going to see some wonky lineups we're going to see some different experimental things um and i asked money you know how have the guys been receptive to the inconsistent rotations the lineups um and he was saying from a competitive standpoint i'd be surprised if they weren't upset when their number is not called but uh, he said he has these conversations with guys directly so that they know ahead of time, like, hey, tonight it's not your night or tonight you're going to be playing X amount of minutes or whatever it might be. Um, and he was saying, you know, the guys he, – he didn't say the guys appreciate that, but we talked to a couple of people in the locker room, and they do seem to be – this is something Jock said as well. Obviously, you want to be out there, but he does appreciate the straightforwardness of Monty telling guys straight up, you're not going to be playing tonight or you are going to be playing tonight. Um, so it, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. But he was saying like 
we all know what we're able to accomplish with this group. And we don't have 30 to 40 games to experiment with Kevin Durant on this roster. We've only got seven. So they're going to try some different things. And uh, he's told everyone, you know, it's going to take sacrifice to get to where we want to go. Um, so it, it's all about the good of the team. And he said guys aren't happy when that happens, but they've accepted it and they understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm Real quick, I'm, I'm cool with all that, except for the very first thing that you said, because of their length. Do you think I give a fuck about the Spurs' length? They're the Spurs. They're not a good team. They're missing half their squad. What are we adjusting to them for? Don't tell me that, Monty. Just tell me you want to experiment, and I'm cool with it. Don't start it off with some bullshit that nobody's going to believe anyway, because you're fucking my life up, okay? That's all I want <laughs> to, to clarify, say. That's not on you, Girth. It's Monty. That's fair. That's fair. To clarify, he did say that he wanted to see the Suns with a little bit more length, not like responding to the Spurs. Oh, okay. Um, okay. He, he was he was saying I, I said for this particular matchup, but I just meant like for tonight in general, not the Spurs. Gotcha. So, okay. That, sorry that to makes clarify sense. that. Come on, just be honest. He said pregame FM bets. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> I mean, I had like an eight leg parlay, and that's the only one that didn't hit because yeah. he didn't even touch the no. floor. The no, only one, wrong. Gerald. Man. Don't feel too bad for him, Gerald. We let him keep his 10 bucks. We didn't no, take, we didn't count it as an L. <laughs> Lindsay did it not want me to keep the $10. Of course she did. Everybody else had cooler heads I and they said, joking. that's what we should do. Calm down. <laughs> Gerald, did he, I mean, I struggle with this a bit. So he's not, he didn't seem concerned at all about trying to lock things in going into the playoffs. Like, that there's no concern. That experimenting like this may throw certain things off going into the playoffs? I mean, I'm sure that's probably somewhere in the back of his mind, but I do think that it's ironic that last year we were complaining about Monty sticking with his guys and being so rigid with his rotations, and now he's doing the exact opposite and experimenting to see what might work and what won't work, um, and we're still ripping him for it. So. Huh? I, I understand wanting to get the playoff rotation locked in, but at the same time, like they've only had Kevin Durant for seven games. So they don't, they don't have a good ground to stand on as far as what works, what doesn't work yet. So I'm all for trying different things and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't obviously come playoff time. It'll come down to whether or not he can take what we've seen in these small sample sizes and apply it in ways that helps his team win because Guess what? If he puts Shamit out there and Shamit sucks in a playoff game that the Suns lose, we're all going to come back here, and rightfully so. Uh, but I also do think I would rather see him try different things and at least know what certain guys can and can't do because, let's face it, the bench guys have been mostly inconsistent. Some nights you'll have Ross go off, and then he'll disappear for a couple of games from a shooting standpoint. You'll see, you know, Ish Wainwright play great on defense and then miss a bunch of threes. Like, it's just been so inconsistent, and a lot of these guys' skill sets are on one side of the floor but not the other. So it's hard to sit here and say, oh, this guy should be playing, this guy shouldn't be playing. I understand. I think Damian Lee should be getting more of a crack than he's gotten lately. I think Jock Landale should be the backup center come playoff time. Uh, but until the postseason is here and we start to see what the rotations actually are, I'm all for mixing things up and trying new things. Yeah, and I think my, uh, my thing was more in regards to – campaign we know how much of a rhythm guy he is yes. for sure so going a whole game without run hopefully that just doesn't mess with it well, you did that and to I'll, the bet. mr free <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I look, I'll, look, that's I'll that's uh, that's campaign soul in his hands. Just so you all know, <laughs> I'll, look, I'll be the I'll be the first to admit I did not see this type of tweak to the rotation coming, and and I'm not really one to support it. I think the point book lineups are fine. I don't really care for them with Shamit out there in that situation. Um, but you know, again, I'm just trying to explain the thinking, not saying I agree with it or disagree with it one way or the other. You, you said, what if Shamit comes in and he plays bad in the playoffs game? Everybody's going to lose their shit. He played bad tonight against the Spurs. What? He did. <laughs> he did. He did. But I mean, he, he, he had a good couple of games when he came back. And then since then, it's kind of been uh, downhill for Shamit. It's been tough. Any talk about uh, Tory Craig tonight uh, with uh, anybody you talked to? He had a spectacular game off the bench, had a double-double, and really looked like the Tory of old kind of being back in that position where he thrived in the last few years. Yeah, this will be something I'm writing about probably next week on gophnx.com. But um, it was interesting because a couple of practices ago I asked him, like, you know, he was talking about how people don't realize how much effort it takes to crash the offensive glass the way that he does to take that physical punishment. Um, because then when, if you don't get the board, you're the last one that has to sprint back on defense. Um, and we saw that tonight even. He got his legs taken out from him, had to sprint back down the court, and then sprint back the other way and caught an alley-oop. Like, those are just the hustle plays that Monty Williams was saying really changed the flow of that third quarter. They had another lull in that third. Um, and, and he credited Tory with being the guy that kind of bailed them out of that from an energy standpoint. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the guys in the locker room were complimentary of him as well, saying that, you know, they don't often see guys like him that take that physical punishment with crashing the offensive glass. And I think it is, is a situation where coming off the bench, he's ideally suited for that role. He turns into a heat-seeking missile when he doesn't have to play 30 to 38 minutes a night as a starter. Um, and he even admitted that himself in practice the other day. I asked him, is the bench role where you can kind of unleash all this energy? And he was saying, yeah, it's definitely a lot easier when your minutes are more restricted to come out and play with that intensity. So it is one of those situations where you love what Tory brings to the table, but especially in that role off the bench where you can really concentrate uh, his his energy like that. Gerald, why do you think Book's wearing the headband the last couple games? What's your guess? I'm actually not sure about that. We should probably ask him in practice tomorrow if we get a chance to talk to him. Did you see him in the locker room afterwards? Uh, no, not in the locker room. He went to the podium, but uh, I was trying did to get a hat did, on? did he have a hat on or a headband on in the in the locker or uh, in the post game? I think he did have a hat on. What? It's the B legendary. Something's happening. Why would he do that? Book never wears a hat in post game, does he? He does, yeah. He does. He does, yeah. Was it kind of high? Or was it kind of low? I, I, I can't remember because I got into his post-game presser late because I was like, I mean, I what are we, what are we, what are we doing here if we're not paying attention to those details? Huh? <laughs> uh, you brought up my bad. Brought up this is the investigative journalism we hire you for, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, as you know, I'm always the serious one here, so I'll get us back on the right. basketball. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you brought up Kevin Durant uh, and you talked to him. Are we going to sleep, see the Slim Valley Reaper steal somebody's soul on defense once a night now? He's got those chase down blocks in back-to-back games. You tweeted it. We talked about it the other night. If he does this in the playoffs, it's going to be the talk of the NBA when he, when he gets one of those chase downs. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I, I feel like he's going to have at least one of those in his building during the playoffs. It's going to set the crowd off, kind of like that Torrey Craig alley-oop in the second round against the Nuggets. That play stands out, especially if it leads to a transition bucket for the Suns in a big run or something like that. I, I feel like he's primed for one of those. And he was saying he first realized that he kind of had the length and the athleticism to do that when he was like 21, 22 years old. Um, and he didn't get a chance to show it much in college because it's more of a half-court game, but since he's been in the NBA, he's had a lot of plays just like that. So uh, I, I think his rim protection and, and chase down abilities get lost in the shuffle a little bit because we're all so focused on what a fantastic offensive player he is. Um, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be fun when we see it in the playoffs. <laughs> we just got some, uh, some uh, official evidence from Emma in the pregame walk-in that there is nothing wrong with books hairline and there's nothing wrong with book in his head and there is no be legendary tattoo behind that band right kyle t sent us a super chat and said look at his pregame walk-in he looks completely normal and it's true uh he does you you've had to use makeup for tv and stuff you can cover up pretty much anything you can see that's all i'm saying i've had to cover tattoos before it's not that bad you can do it I mean, okay, but would it shock you? If The reason why I feel like it's fun to do this is because didn't he wear something on his wrist like two seasons ago when he got his tattoo there? I'm almost positive because he got, he got a tattoo. He got the B Legendary, did he not? Mm-hmm. On his wrist somewhere. And it was his first tattoo and it was during the season and he was wearing tape or something mm-hmm. on it. So it didn't get affected. Right. So again, but he, everyone's like, what's up with your wrist? And he's like, nothing. It's cool. He didn't tell us, oh, I got a tattoo and I'm just putting tape around it so it doesn't get infected. That's why I like to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole with Book doing weird things. Why not? So, so we're thinking he got a tattoo on his forehead somewhere? No, right? we were just messing. I said he got a B legendary tattoo on his forehead. Uh, so maybe maybe it's an ad for the uh, new book shoes. Maybe uh, who knows? Maybe or maybe he just likes to wear a freaking headband. Kyle T said, "Sorry, I ruined it." <laughs> Way to go, Kyle T. But hey, we asked. We needed to know. We really needed to go. Uh, Gerald, I have one last question for you. What's your mm-hmm. favorite Four Peaks beer? My favorite is definitely the Suns Brew. That's always been my favorite since like college days when I first turned 21 and would go to Four Peaks. Um, and especially now that it has the Suns can, which is like the coolest beer can you can find in any store anywhere. Um, that's definitely my favorite. The Wow Weed is also fantastic. And you can't go wrong with a Kill Whipper either. What's, what's your the, favorite beer, Espo? What's the name of the new green tea one? That, oh, that one yeah. is unbelievable. The, uh, a, that beer is spectacular on tap. I, I don't think. know. It's just called a green tea beer to me. Yeah, so. so what's your favorite beer? Green tea beer. Both of you, mm-hmm. the green tea beer is your oh, favorite right now? It was so good. It was really oh, good. Okay. Well, then I'm going to recommend you try the green tea beer next time you reach for some Four Peaks because it is apparently really, really good. So make sure you check it out. But Four Peaks has you covered with all different types of beer, whatever your heart desires. And coming up later in the month on April 27th, it is going to be the best place to take in the NFL draft. The Four Peaks 8th Street Pub down in Tempe. Our PHNX Cardinals crew will be out there covering the draft for the entire day. So again, make sure you check it out. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Okay, any final thoughts on tonight's game, you guys? 
look, uh, I, uh, Tory Craig, I'm glad he's back. We didn't talk a lot about him, but uh, he's going to be a key off this bench and will be a guy that will help them win a game in the playoffs due to his hustle. It was good to see him back in that role tonight. A million percent. Um, I had was the uh, what? No, go ahead. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the last thing I had was those third quarter lulls. The Suns are very aware that that has been an issue for them. I asked Tory Craig, and he was saying, honestly, I just feel like we get a little too relaxed. Uh, I tried with Kevin Durant to see if it was maybe an adjustment thing, learning how to play with a lead with this particular group. And he said the same thing Tori did as far as like, no, these are things that we can correct. We just need to not let our guard down and get complacent. So hopefully that's something that they're able to address over these last couple of games. Gerald, I know how you can single-handedly fix that. All you got to do is make sure you're right there at, at, at half court when they inbound the ball and just whisper in Chris Paul's ear, don't fuck this up in the third quarter again and walk away. Problem solved, won't happen again. <laughs> Just one last I'm thing. sure that'd be good for me in my career. Take one for the team, Gerald. You can do it. The the beer is called the tea shot. Oh, the tea shot. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys. We appreciate you for joining us for the post game show. We will be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with a live show for you guys. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith A Z. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Get your shirt. Espo, take us home. Just going to say it. The Barbie bit sucked. I'm sorry. Ahoy, hoy. My style is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.